0: It's the Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB.
1: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Heartland at Noon for Wednesday, December the 15th. Coming up on the show today, the Crystal Meth Strategy Committee is wrapping up an awareness campaign. And we're going to tell you about how that went. A local lawyer... In dispute with the Ministry of Justice over e signatures. We're going to have more on that story in the show as well. And finally, the Goodbye to Hunger Food Drive wraps up tomorrow. And the virtual Holiday Train at Home concert will be taking place on Saturday, 7 o'clock local time. We have all the information you need on that as well. It is a little on the chilly side out there today. The sun is shining right now. Feels like minus 27 with that wind chill factored in with some snow early this morning and gusty winds. Now it is minus 16 in Moose Jaw right now. We'll tell you more about what you can expect for the remainder of the work week and heading into the weekend with local weather. We also have your local sports on the horizon. Moose Jaw Warriors in action last night. And right now,
0: your 800-CHAB local news. You're listening to 800-CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for the Moose Jaw Warriors. The 16-game season ticket package makes the perfect gift. Buy before December 24th to get the New Year's Eve game bonus. Available at the Warriors office and sasktix.ca.
2: Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. A Parks and Recreation Master Plan will be in the works starting next year. City Council passed $75,000 in funding to hire an external consultant to develop the plan. Director of Parks and Recreation, Derek Blay, said Moose Jaw is one of the few communities without a plan.
3: When you look at the the ten largest communities
0: uh, within our province, only two have not adopted a similar type plan within the past ten years, Moose Jaw being one of them, and then seven of the ten have uh, adopted all their master plans within the last three years.
2: The master plan would help the Parks and Recreation Department with prioritizing requests. Winter might not officially begin until next Tuesday, but old man winter will be getting southern Saskatchewan primed for it starting today. After experiencing abnormally warm fall temperatures, daytime highs aren't expected to break the minus 10 degree mark until potentially after Christmas. So
4: we do have a cold air mass extending down from the north part of the country that is going to Sit in place over much of the prairies throughout the end of this week, and then next week it looks like an as cold or even colder air mass might be
5: settling in.
2: That was Justin Shelley, a meteorologist with Environment and Climate Change Canada. Stay tuned for your full five day weather forecast coming up right after sports. It's the season of giving, and the Riverside Mission is in need of some festive donations for its Christmas supper.
4: If you're thinking of specific Christmas items, it's turkeys, it's hams, it's vegetables like uh, carrots, uh, potatoes. So, you know, we can do mashed potatoes and and that kind of stuff. Uh, So there's some basic needs.
2: That was Joe Miller, Executive Director of Souls Harbour Rescue and Riverside Mission. Miller says December is easily the busiest time for the shelter. If you'd rather give gifts to those in need, Miller suggests filling up a pair of socks with soap, a toothbrush, mittens, or other small gifts. Those stockings will be given out during the Christmas meal. The city will be putting out requests for proposals to update its official community plan and zoning bylaw. The current OCP and zoning bylaw was approved by the province in 2011, but was written in 2001. Director of Planning and Development Michelle Sanson said Moose Jaw's plan has been flagged by the provincial government. Um, Typically OCPs are visually appealing and showcasing the city with photos and they're easy to read. Our current OCP doesn't even have a picture in it and no color at all. During budget deliberation, City Council approved $250,000 from the capital budget to begin the process. Moose Jaw's Crystal Meth Strategy Committee has been conducting an awareness campaign for the past year. As 2021 is now ending, so is the campaign. Campaign Coordinator Mary Lee Booth has worked hard with the community to achieve the goal of educating people on the dangers of the drug, and the stigma around addiction. Addictions can
6: happen to anybody. And when we become more aware of, um, you know, the science of addiction, um, we can become more compassionate and understanding um, to the people who are affected. um, Because nobody asks to be addicted. Other resources for help
2: and information will be posted on their Facebook page. Four deaths in relation to COVID-19 were reported yesterday, along with 47 new positive cases and 66 recoveries. Of the new cases, one is in the South Central Zone. Regina and Saskatoon both have 13. 545 cases are active in the province, 110 people are in hospital, and 34 are in the ICU. The John Howard Society's My Place program, Square One, and the Moose Jaw Food Bank have created a program to help bring a Merry Christmas to the homeless population this season.
3: The Home for the Holidays program is approaching members in our community and asking if they would like to adopt one of these people. We've identified 82 individuals, men, women, and children. That was
2: Jason Moore, board member on Square One and employee of the Moose Jaw Food Bank. After you adopt a person in need... You're given a gift box and a list. You fill the box out and drop it at the food bank, and then it's given to your adopted person for Christmas. Find out how to sign up on discovermoosejaw.com. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial. Bringing understanding and financial success to clients, for over 35 years. The TSX is down 114 points. The Dow Jones is down 76 points. The NASDAQ is down 155 points. And the Canadian dollar is down at 77.41 cents U.S. And do you have
7: a story to share? Click submit news on discovermoosejaw.com. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has consulted the premiers on additional border and travel measures that could help slow the community spread of COVID-19. In a call late Tuesday, the first ministers discussed the Omicron variant of concern, which is rapidly spreading around the world. Trudeau and the premiers agreed the key to moving beyond the pandemic is to ensure as many Canadians as possible get vaccinated and have access to booster shots. Federal Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole says the Trudeau government's fall economic statement shows that the Liberals have no plan for economic recovery. Yesterday's fiscal update predicts the government will post a deficit $10 billion lower than was originally forecast for this year and pegs $4.5 billion in spending related to COVID-19 measures. O'Toole complains the update shows no means of combating concerns about rising inflation. The U.S. House has voted to hold former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows in contempt of Congress after he ceased to cooperate with the January 6th Committee investigating the Capitol insurrection. Last night's vote was the first time since the 1830s that the House has voted to hold a former member in contempt. And U.S. President Joe Biden is headed to storm-ravaged Kentucky today. Biden will survey damage and offer federal support for the victims of the devastating tornadoes. That killed dozens and left thousands more in the region without heat, water, or electricity. The storms killed at least 88 people, demolished homes, and cut off residents from key utilities as temperatures dropped below freezing in Kentucky this week. I'm Pam Fedick.
0: Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports.
8: The Moose Jaw Warriors fought hard against the Saskatoon Blades last night, tying the game at 4-4 in the last period. The Blades then scored the winning goal 35 seconds into overtime. Ryder Korzak gained two goals and four points for the Warriors. The Warriors will be back on the ice this Friday in Regina to open a weekend home-and-home series with the Pats. The two rivals meet at home on Saturday at Mosaic Place in the final game before the Christmas break. Austin Matthews is closing in on the most goals in the NHL. He scored twice last night as the Toronto Maple Leafs defeated the Edmonton Oilers 5-1. Matthews has 20 on the season, three behind Edmonton's Leon Dreisidel. The Oilers have lost six straight. COVID-19 continues to dominate the NHL headlines. Another 17 players went on the league's COVID protocols yesterday. With the Carolina Hurricanes joining the Calgary Flames and having several games postponed. Oilers head coach Dave Tippett was not behind Edmonton's bench last night as he was moved into the protocol, and Vancouver defenseman Tucker Pullman was pulled from last night's game due to COVID-19 protocols. The NBA is also facing some setbacks due to COVID-19 protocols. The Toronto Raptors have a few days off since their game tomorrow night against Chicago was postponed due to numerous Bulls players being in COVID-19 health and safety protocol. However, the Raptors dropped a 131-129 to decision in overtime last night in Brooklyn. The Nets were without seven players in the win due to COVID-19 protocols. Toronto hosts Golden State on Saturday. And remember, we'd like your scores in local sports stories. Fill us in by email at sports at discovermoosejaw.com.
0: Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather.
1: Well, we do see some cooler weather now settling in. Sunshine today with cloudy breaks. Wind northwest gusting to 50 kilometers an hour. And that temperature will continue to drop through the day. Uh, Minus 18 this afternoon. Wind chill near minus 30 with a risk of frostbite. Windy tonight, low minus 24. Again, that wind chill making it feel more like minus 36 with a risk of frostbite. Tomorrow, mainly sunny. High minus 16. And the wind chill cooling it off more than that. Friday, a chance of flurries and a high of minus 22. And for Saturday and Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud with highs of minus 13. The sun rose this morning at 8.56 a.m. and it will go down tonight just before five o'clock. Current temperatures across the region. Moose 16, Regina minus 14, Assiniboia minus 16, Rockland-Kornak Cornack 15, Swift Currents minus 20, Elbow minus 18 and Davidson Watchers minus 17. Once again, Assiniboia is minus 16, Regina minus 14. And with the wind northwest at 50 kilometers an hour and the relative humidity at 74 percent, it is minus 16 degrees here in Moose Jaw. Taking a look at your road report from My Addiction's Clothing Boutique in Town & Country Mall, stop by and check out their great selection of fashions and accessories and enter to win a gift box with luxurious products worth over $300. The biggest in-town closure you need to be aware of is the intersection of First Avenue Northwest and Fairford Street. Crews are out doing a little bit of work in that area, so expect some detours. The highway hotline is reporting winter conditions on nearly all local area highways, meaning swirling snow, drifting snow. I know this morning visibility wasn't great, but at last word, that has greatly improved. Now, gas prices in the city range anywhere from a buck thirty-five point nine up to a dollar thirty-eight point nine cents per liter. Now, time for the Paul Martin commentary.
9: Sometimes you can see the big economic trends in day-to-day life. In fact, that's probably where we always see them, it's just we're not watching for them. But if you have been out Christmas shopping and notice the empty shelf ratio seems to be bigger than usual this year, you're not alone. And the explanation is fairly simple. Supply chain interruptions. What's causing those interruptions is one of the big trends reshaping the economic landscape. Production was delayed in factories largely because of covid That meant ships had to wait for cargo to ship the goods around the world. Then ports were backed up, trying to keep up to all of this new traffic. And they too had staffing challenges because of COVID. Then there's the Great Resignation, where people are rethinking their careers. Well, all of this is leading to another new trend. Rethinking the just-in-time inventory system. COVID showed businesses how fragile their supply chain has become, so they're responding by adding their own warehouse space and stocking up on inventory so they can improve their empty shelf ratio next year. I'm Paul Martin.
10: Mustache, notoriously entertaining. Keep the fun rolling at the South Hill Bowling Center this holiday season. Party on with Rock and Glow Bowling on Friday and Saturday evenings and Saturday and Sunday afternoons. South Hill Bowling Center, where fun is the name of the game. John's Music. Give the gift of music this Christmas. All types of instruments, lessons, even sound equipment for holiday gatherings. Christmas sounds great at John's Music in downtown Moose Jaw, 37 Main Street North. Fala la la love John's Music. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB.
1: Good afternoon. Segan Whitco in for Rob Carney on The Heartland at Noon. As we begin to tie a bow on the year that was 2021, Moose Crystal Meth Strategy Committee's awareness campaign is also coming to an end. Discover Moose Jaw's Catherine Ludwig spoke with the chair of the committee, Devin Olenek, and the campaign's coordinator, Mary Lee Booth, and they discussed how they feel the campaign went and what's next for the committee.
8: Okay, yeah. so just for a refresher, when did this campaign start? Uh,
6: the campaign started... Um, uh, I guess by the time we got going it was February of this year and so it was intended that uh, 2021 was going to be the year for, um, you know, kind of a prevention and awareness campaign. So, um, yeah, it was it was a time limited project.
8: So, um, just as an overall v- uh, view, what was the committee's goal with this campaign?
6: Well, the goal really was to inform community members about the dangers of crystal meth, and through the year we've done a number of presentations. Um, you know, great, got great support from the media. So uh, the media um, profiles all our work, and we um, produced two videos. One called um, uh, "Stop Messing Around," and then the other one just um, released called "Stop Messing Around: A Family Affair." So all of those products, um, uh, helped to inform uh, community members, students, parents, business owners around the dangers of Crystal Map.
8: Do you feel that the campaign uh, reached its goal? It reached out to a large amount of the community? Do you feel it it achieved what it was going for? Well, um,
6: I'm, I'm the coordinator, and I mean, I'd like to say that the people who did participate in, um, you know, either a presentation or saw something in the media or um, watched the videos, I'd like to believe that they are more informed. Um, I mean, ultimately, what we want to do is prevent people from picking up crystal meth in the first place. Um, So, you know, that piece is very hard to measure. Um, At the very least, I do believe that we have met the goal of better informed community members. So people now know um, what crystal meth is, what it looks like, what it does, uh, and the dangers of it. And I think what was particularly, um, I guess, impactful is that in the past couple of months, uh, we've had um, Megan, she's a, a person with lived experience, with crystal meth addiction, and she's now in recovery. But she's been doing presentations to students from grades seven to twelve in um, in the both divisions here. And I think that there's been something like six hundred um, or more students who have attended that presentation altogether. There's been twenty live presentations and three presentations by Zoom, and so that. For the students hearing from somebody who has walked the walk, I think has been particularly impactful.
8: Absolutely, and you you mentioned earlier that um, kind of the overall, uh, I guess you could say, message of the campaign was to kind of prevent people from picking up the drug in the first pa- in the first place. Would you say that was the main message?
6: Well. Yeah, I mean that was that was definitely one of the objectives. Um the, you know, we had several, I mean I guess the main goal was to um increase um community member and student knowledge base. Whether we do prevent somebody, I I'm hoping that that now that students are more informed that they'll they'll you know, they're better I guess equipped to make Decisions, And one of the things that we have been messaging is that, you know, um, students, uh, well, teens are teens and when they experiment with alcohol and sometimes, you know, it might mean experimentation with cannabis or other kinds of, of drugs, we really encourage that they are um, doing this with people that they know well and that that they watch out for each other, uh, you know. Friends watch out for each other because we know that when teens teens are very vulnerable when they're intoxicated, and and, and that's often when um, poor decisions are made. And, that, and that's like what I'm talking about is you know making a choice to uh, take a different, uh, harder drug like crystal meth. So we are also messaging um, about. Um, looking at stigma of addiction and looking at, um, you know, increasing awareness about uh, that addictions can happen to anybody. And when we become more aware of, um, you know, the science of addiction, um, we can become more compassionate and understanding um, to the people who are affected um, because nobody asks to be addicted, um, it is a health condition, and um, there is treatment available. So that's also this, the messaging that we've been doing this year, too.
8: Campaign coordinator Mary Lee Booth is satisfied with how the campaign went, Is so is Superintendent Devin Olanuk. He's also the chair of the Moose Jaw Crystal Meth Strategy Committee, and he goes into a bit more detail on what the committee has planned for the future. I just kind of wanted to chat with you about the um, Crystal Meth Awareness Campaign with the Moose Jaw Crystal Meth Strategy Committee kind of coming to an end. Um, I kind of just wanted to touch base with you because you were the chair of the committee. How do you think the campaign went?
5: I think... uh all in all, it went very well. Uh, we started off obviously with a, a little different level of expectations than what we were forced to, uh, adapt to and carry through to the end. Originally, this was going to be a one-year, uh, scenario where we and with our goal ultimately being to inform the public, inform educators, and inform, uh, uh, people under the pretense that we just simply wanted to provide some knowledge and education about crystal meth and uh, hopefully provide information that would allow individuals to make wiser choices concerning crystal meth uh, so they can make healthier choices. So with COVID, as it played out, it obviously lengthened the entire process right from uh, obtaining um, a successful grant application until the conclusion, which is going to wind up here December 31st. So uh, we weren't able to be in person as much as we had actually preferred and would and hoped to do. However, with uh, juggling the COVID uh, regulations and rules and public health orders, we were able to actually uh, this year in particular get into some schools and public speaking areas where we could have the direct one-on-one or sorry, not one-on-one, but one, uh, person speaking to a group, uh, that is so much more impactful in my view rather than doing things, uh, consistently over Zoom or other media formats. So in that regard, by getting, uh, um, you know, Megan into schools and then having her tell her and share her experiences uh, the level of impact I think uh, is extremely powerful and, and it reached out and, and, and made a significant difference and into people's ways of thinking and how they um, considered meth and uh, really that's that's kind of what our goal was from the beginning was just to create that awareness and ultimately hopefully have people make healthier choices
8: absolutely and even with the Uh, COVID-19 regulations you guys still kept busy you uh, produced two movies you had several presentations like you just mentioned Megan went into schools she reached out to at least about 600 students so that's that's truly amazing Um, so since the campaign is coming to an end is the committee coming to an end or will the committee still be continuing to do um, like public presentations or things like that
5: um the committee itself will come to an end uh this was a project driven initiative and as i mentioned earlier with the it was anticipated it would be within a one year time frame uh the time frame has expanded from um early twenty nineteen to the conclusion of twenty twenty one again due to the circumstances beyond our control uh but the committee will come to a close um we're in the process right now of how we're going to uh finalize the facebook uh, followers that we had uh, to keep them informed and give them other resource outlets, uh, if that is their need and their and uh, wish to to reach upon other community uh, services as they need. Uh, we're also looking at uh, wh- how we're going to manage uh, the efforts that uh, Mary Lee had put forward, along with Megan and. Uh, I think those presentations will live on uh, through the police service. We do regular uh, engagements with schools in our school resource program, and this would certainly be an appropriate fit uh, for us to continue the messaging in that regard if this is what uh, the committee uh, would find appropriate, and uh, I anticipate that uh, that would be a viable option.
8: So is is there going to be like a end-of-the-year kind of events. Since it's ending at the end of the year, will there be like a sort of ending kind of event or will you guys just um, release information on other resources, other outlets like you mentioned before?
5: Yeah, we're looking at just releasing uh, on the current platforms that we have um, and that'll be part of our wrap-up. And uh, again, we we will have some resource options for those people. We certainly don't want to leave people um, searching for uh answers and and by our resource list that we will leave hopefully that will help them in that regard i think it's important to notice that this that uh or to note that this was an initiative that really involved a lot of uh community partners to to band together to do this and it was certainly not uh part in of any one of our Uh, job descriptions or work mandates, it was more or less a community initiative with the grant to pull this all together off the sides of our desks to move forward. And um, I think to measure the success, um, I think if you look at the fact that we had over 9,000 views on the uh, production for Stop Mething Around and uh, the second production that was uh, released in the fall here "Stop Mething around a family affair. Um, it's gathering a lot of momentum as well. We've had uh, several hundred followers on social media. So I think if we uh, look at those uh, factors, uh, plus with what Megan has done in the school, and not to be forgotten, uh, Chad also was very beneficial in getting the program uh, going earlier on and uh, we thank him for his um, experiences that he's willing to share as well so I think to wrap it up it's appropriate I mean it's a project driven uh, initiative that did have a start and an end date and we're sticking to that and there will be resources available for people to carry on uh, and the message will carry on through our school resource program here as long as this is the route that the committee feels is appropriate
8: Okay, wonderful. And just to kind of ask the all-encompassing question, what would you say the main message of this campaign
5: was? The main message is simply to provide information so people can make uh, a much more well-informed decision on whether to, first of all, try drugs. Secondly, if people are already into crystal meth or any other drug for that matter. It's to recognize uh, some of the indicators so that if you have someone that is near and dear to you, perhaps you can pick up on some of the tendencies that are shared in uh, Stop Mething Around, as well as our second production of Family Affair. And it can alert families and friends and near and dear people to reach out and provide a resource to help those people that have made a choice uh, that can possibly be corrected or stopped or managed and put them in a better position to move forward in life.
1: Discover Moose Jaw's Catherine Ludwig with Devin Olenek and Mary Lee Booth of Moose Crystal Meth Strategy Committee. We'll take a quick time out and we'll be right back. This is the Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Tonight's Lotto 649 draw is an estimated 8 million dollars plus the guaranteed 1 million dollar prize. 8 million dollars. Get that Lotto 649 feeling.
11: Before CS2600 CRT TrueFlex Canola with RoundUp Ready technology from Cantera Seeds, I plan my summer around spray time, not lake time. But with CS2600 CRT's flexible application timing, the only thing getting sprayed right now is me. <laughs> And with its first and second generation club root resistance and excellent straight cut performance, it fits my farm like a snug swimsuit. Visit Cantera.com to order CS2600CRT from your preferred retailer. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions.
8: The longer you wait, the more you appreciate. Feel the energy and spirit of live music at the 16th Ben Golf Gateway Music Festival. Circle July 22nd and 23rd and watch for exciting announcements coming soon. Be safe over the holidays so you can head to Ben Golf July 22nd and 23rd, a proud partner of Tourism Saskatchewan.
0: Cheers to the holidays! Find spirits, liqueurs, and exclusive wines at Urban Cellars of Moose Jaw, with some wines up to three dollars off per bottle. The original South Hill Liquor Store, Urban Cellars, happily serving all of Moose Jaw this holiday season. It's magic and
9: memories, magic and memories. wonders and wishes, wonders and, and when it touches wishes, your heart, it feels like Christmas. It feels
10: like Christmas.
8: Jeff and Ashley and the staff at Street Steakhouse and Bar wish you a happy holiday season filled with sharing, laughter, memories, and food with those who matter most to you. May the gifts of peace, joy, and love be yours to enjoy this holiday season and the years to come.
10: The whole staff at Moose to Off Save, thank you for your continued support over this past year. Stop by during this holiday season to see all the great gift ideas in store for everyone in your holiday list. Merry Christmas and have a happy and healthy new year.
9: Some say every year that they have lost the feeling and the spirit of Christmas, that the magic is gone and they'll be glad when it's over. I feel sad when I hear that and wonder how that can be. Perhaps it's because we forget those simpler times when Christmas surrounded us and we had no control over it. A time when Christmas embraced us and we didn't necessarily embrace Christmas. A time when we just opened our hearts and and let it pour in and became intoxicated with its odors, its music, its pageantry, its bunting, its goodwill and excitement. When we grow older, we seem to bargain with it, trading off this for that and and become poor in spirit because of it. Perhaps it is time to go back and touch memory, knowing we weren't always like this. Once we had the heart of the young, and every year Christmas came in search of that heart and hugged it to its bosom like its
10: very own child. I'm Gib Forster. Have a Merry Christmas. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB.
1: Tegan Wit Cohen for Rob Carney today. Happy Wednesday. You know, a local lawyer is uh, in the beginning of a legal battle with the registrar of titles. This is over e-signatures, as there are still government offices that will not accept electronic files. Here's Discover Moose Haley Shirky with the story.
2: The Registrar of Titles, an employee of the Saskatchewan government's Ministry of Justice, does not accept electronic signatures for the transfer of land or houses siting. And local lawyer Talon Regent wants this to change. Regent is taking the Registrar of Titles to court in hopes e-signatures will be accepted along with wet ink. Talon, tell me how this legal battle started.
4: It started with my representing a disabled client, a quadriplegic, who needed to sign documents in the height of the pandemic. And at the time, the government had just instituted new remote witnessing rules, allowing lawyers to be able to sign documents with people via video conference. And in this client's case, he was lamenting to me that if he was allowed to sign documents with an electronic signature, he would be able to do that uh, with a mouse-like device Uh, that he controls with his breath and with his tongue uh, to interface with the computer. But because of the registrar's position right now, he had to have a third party come into his home and uh, handle the printed pages, sign it on his behalf, scan it back into the computer, and altogether it made it a uh, far more difficult process for this man than it ought to have been. And so I took it upon myself to uh, do some research and to call upon the land titles registrar to start accepting electronic signatures. And the registrar has now come back saying, I, we are not going to accept electronic signatures. In the case of somebody with a disability, uh, they would have to make an exceptional application and we'd review it on a case by case basis. And of course, um, my reply to that has been, By requiring somebody to make an application for an exception, that is creating a barrier to justice and a barrier for disabled members of our community to be able to interact with our government. And it is discriminatory, and we need to improve our systems.
2: It does seem to be pretty intense to be going against the government's Ministry of Justice. Why would you go through so much trouble?
4: It can certainly be intimidating when you 're going up against uh, an opposing party that has uh, deep pockets, a great deal of resources and a great deal of authority over our justice system, but at the end of the day i 'm not doing it for myself. I can continue to conduct business with uh, wet ink signatures, physically signed documents, but this is for members of our community that don 't have the same voice that I do that don 't have the same abilities that I do and Making sure that every member of our community has access to our government services is essential uh, for a good and proper society.
2: Do you want to just kind of outline what their argument is and then outline your argument as well?
4: the two reasons that the land title registrar cited to me in refusing electronic signatures was first that electronic signatures are somehow riskier, or somehow more dangerous uh, that there's perhaps heightened risk of fraud or something along those lines and the other reason they provided was that public trust in the land registry, public trust in the idea of who owns what piece of land could somehow be hurt uh, if we were to allow electronic signatures. And to that I've replied firstly when it comes to the risks, there simply are none. We do electronic fund transfers constantly. We pay for different goods and services with the tap of a plastic card and there is no issue there. People sign electronically on emails and we conduct billions of dollars worth of transactions every single day. Billions of dollars worth of contracts are signed every single day with electronic signatures here in Canada. And so the idea that electronic signatures have any sort of heightened risk is incorrect. And frankly, quite the opposite is the case. When we have electronic signatures, we have better uh, metadata to be able to trace where those electronic signatures came from, when they were applied, and the like. Whereas with a wet ink signature, all we have is ink on a page. And unless somebody is going to start dusting for fingerprints or testing the ink to see what kind of pen was used, you can't trace the authenticity of the document. So electronic signatures are at the very least equivalent, or frankly, I would argue they are substantially safer than wet ink signatures. And when it comes to public perception, I mentioned that we Canadians will pay for goods and services with the tap of a plastic card. And so the idea that the regular... member of the public walking down the street is going to care one bit whether or not documents are signed with a wedding signature versus an electronic signature. There's simply no evidence to suggest that they're going to be worried about it. And I might mention that the registrar did not provide any evidence supporting their position. They, they stated these, uh, they stated these things as though they were facts, but they couldn't provide me with any evidence and in my own research i have been unable to find any evidence that supports their position
2: we're moving into a more electronic society so it would make sense for the ministry of justice to also move in that direction
4: yeah we the government already has an electronic informations and documents act which authorizes the use of electronic signatures in broader everyday life and So there's already an acknowledgement from the government that we need to be moving into the 21st century and we need to acknowledge that this technology is here to stay. It creates efficiencies. And so now that the government has acknowledged that, we need other ministries within the government to get on board as well.
2: Yeah, so do you know if that signature is only not accepted for the transfer of land and houses, or are there other ministries that don't accept it?
4: There are other instances where electronic signatures can't be used without the consent of the other party. Uh, So anytime you're uh, negotiating a promissory note... uh, a negotiable instrument. It's a bit of a legal term, uh, but basically an IOU. So if you've got an IOU that you're giving somebody, that should be done with a wedding signature still under the current legislation. And the other really big one is wills, powers of attorney, health care directives. Those types of things should still be signed with a wedding signature, particularly because Uh, when it's being submitted to court or when it's being submitted to a hospital, uh, they are looking to receive an original. And the law hasn't quite figured out what a quote-unquote original document is when we're talking about electronic documents. So just to be safe, if you're doing up a will or a power of attorney, that should still be done with a wedding signature. Do you
2: want to just tell me how this legal process is going to work? Is it any different when you're taking a part of the government's ministry to court?
4: It is a little bit different. I've already filed an application to the Land Titles Registrar officially under the Land Titles Act saying, uh, this is my position that e-signatures should be allowed and I would kindly request that you consent to using electronic signatures in the future. Uh, The registrar replied back with an official decision saying, no, we're not doing it for the reasons that I laid out. And from there, uh, it is now up to me to appeal it to the Queen's Bench. And so normally uh, when you're taking somebody to court, you would either be going to provincial court or Queen's Bench as the first court And so in this case, I am already appealing a decision of the Land Titles Registrar. And so the Registrar normally wouldn't have the ability uh, to represent itself to defend its own decision. uh, But I've agreed to allow the Registrar to do that.
2: All right, Talon, well, that was pretty much all of the questions that I had. Is there anything else on the matter that you would like to add that maybe I missed?
4: One other important consideration in allowing electronic signatures is not just for disabled members of our community, but also rural and remote members of our community. I have many farming clients that come to the office and they lament that they've had to drive two, sometimes even two and a half hours to get to my office and there are no lawyers closer to them and they can't sign remotely because they don't have good enough internet out on the farm. And if they were to invest in better internet out on the farm, they want to be able to, I They want to be confident that they're going to be able to sign with their lawyer and needing all sorts of other equipment for printers, for scanners, for the like, uh, they would much rather be able to apply an electronic signature and know that that's going to be respected by the government. So whether it's disabled members of our community, whether it's rural, remote, agricultural members of our community. It is important that everybody has access to modern day technology to be able to affect these land title transfers.
2: For sure. And I know I said I don't have any more questions, but I just thought of one. Um, How long do you think that this process will take until a decision is made?
4: Justice moves slowly, and so I do very much hope that we will see a decision from the Court of Queen's Bench on this matter sometime in January or February, Uh, but it is certainly up to the discretion of the Court to determine how long it needs to ensure that it is coming to the just and correct decision.
1: Well, thank you for that, Haley, who is speaking with local lawyer Talon Regent. As this story develops, of course, you can always follow along for the latest on discovermooshjaw.com. This is the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB, and I'm Tegan Whitcoe, in for Rob Carney. We'll take a quick break,
0: and we'll be right back. 800 CHAB, connecting the community.
1: I'm Sharon Church. Shop and support local Saskatchewan artists with Gallery
6: on the Grid. Here's Brittany with more details. Gallery on the Grid is a Christmas pop-up and it is handmade goods made by Saskatchewan residents. We have potters, card makers, fiber and fabric artists, macrame painters, soap makers, and just so much more. We are located in Odessa, which is a small town outside Regina. This pop-up now will be open till Christmas
0: connecting the community brought to you by urban cellars located on south hill serving all of moose jaw they offer a large selection of wines spirits beers and seltzers stop by today Rasa, white cap and how red angus serving you in the past present and the future Charlet and red angus designed for your ranch needs and community service radio 800 chab <laughs> Exotic dried fruits, deluxe nuts, colorful holiday candies. It's the eye-popping Christmas gift tray collection from Nutters. See the tasty options in the flyer, in-store, and at
11: nutters.com. Nutters
7: Everyday Natural
11: rotate your canola's traits not your seed company cs4000 ll from cantera seeds is a high yielding liberty link canola hybrid featuring club root and black leg resistance with excellent straight cut performance cs4000 ll joins cantera seeds full lineup of herbicide tolerant and disease resistant canola hybrids to give you the options you want with the performance you need one seed company for your full rotation visit cantera.com to order cs4000 ll from your preferred retailer today
0: Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com.
8: Today it's cloudy. The sun will peek through this afternoon. Some light winds gusting up to 50 and the temperature will fall to minus 18 in the afternoon with a wind chill near minus 30 and a risk of frostbite. Tonight will be a bit cloudy, some light winds gusting up to 50, a low of minus 24, and the wind chill will become minus 36 overnight, and there is a risk of frostbite. Tomorrow, it'll be mainly sunny, a bit of light wind in the morning, a high of minus 16. The wind chill will be minus 36 in the morning, and then minus 22 in the afternoon, and there's also a risk of frostbite. Tomorrow night, we'll see periods of snow and a low of minus 23. Friday will be cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries, a high of minus 22. Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud, high of minus 13. And Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud in a high of minus 13 again. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moosejaw Live app. I'm Katherine Ludwig.
1: Well, thanks, Catherine. It's Tegan Whitco here, and we are back. With the Heartland at noon on 800-CHAB, the Goodbye to Hunger food drive right tomorrow, a collaborative effort between the Mooshja Co-op, the Mooshja District Food Bank, and the CP Rail holiday train. Gabby Bellagé of CPR is joining us on the phone. Uh, we're going to start by running through the plans for the CP Holiday Train this year. The 2021 Holiday Train at Home concert includes a all-star cast lineup: Stephen Page, The Strumbellas, The Trues, Sierra Noble, Odds, among others. So, first and foremost, Gabby, how are we able to watch this concert?
12: Uh, simply go to our um, Facebook page, Canadian Pacific, and uh, we'll be right there on the right there streaming live. Awesome and I understand
1: this virtual concert is going to be happening on Saturday December the 18th and I think we figured out 7 p.m. local time is what we need to have you got marked it. Yeah. down. How great is it to be able to bring this about this event back? I understand it's better to do it in person but it's probably still really nice to be able to pull it off in this virtual format. Hey Gabby.
12: Doing it live is definitely uh, way more exciting. Um but we have to do what we can do and uh, the virtual concert um is the safest. So We're going to do this uh, virtual concert and we can enjoy from the comforts of our home.
1: Now, of course, the CP Holiday Train is about, you know, lighting up the big train, spreading the holiday spirits and live music. But it's also so much about raising food bank donations for the local food banks because this is a time of year where the need is great. The CCMA Board of Directors announced that the CP Holiday Train has been selected as the recipient of the Gary Slate Music Humanitarian Award. Gabby, how does that feel to be recognized on this level?
12: It's uh, simply amazing to be awarded a humanitarian award for our efforts. And uh, we do, it just, just gives us the idea that we are doing great things.
1: And CP has been running this holiday train for a number of years. Um, even here in Moose Jaw, every year you folks partner with the Moose Jaw Co-op and you have a good bite hunger food drive with them at the Moose Jaw Co-op Marketplace because normally the, the event is one where it's admission by donation to the food bank. But with no in-person event, what does that look like for you guys this year?
12: Um, again, we are teaming up with the uh, Moose Jaw Co-op and um, we do fantastic things for this event. And we've been doing it since hmm, 2008. So it's getting on um, that we've been able to fill the shelves of our local food bank through our efforts of teaming up with the um, Mushra Co-op.
1: Well, and it's such a great thing they do. It's it's such amazing work you guys do. The Goodbye to Hunger Food Drive running a little bit longer this year because, again, the need is great through December 16th. Tell us about CP's involvement and why it's important for you folks to be part of something like this.
12: Um, our focus is to feed those in need and um, current times the need is greater than we've ever seen. So we have to all come together as a community and support our local food bank and the Moose Co-op just makes it easy to do that. Last year we donated like over 30,000 pounds of food from our drive last year.
1: We're gonna do even more this year.
12: Well, we're gonna hope we're gonna, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna try for a thousand bags. <laughs> That's our goal. Last year we did 2300.
1: That's Gabby Belanger, CP Rail, Holiday Train, and our guest on the Heartland at Noon here on CHAB. Again, the virtual concert taking place 7 o'clock this Saturday on the CPR Facebook page. And until the end of the day tomorrow, you can support this Goodbye to Hunger food drive at the Moose Co-op Marketplace and help them stock the shelves over at the Moose Food Bank. Michaela Turner is the Marketing and Community Relations Manager over at the Mooshia Co-op, and she's here to tell us all about the Goodbye to Hunger food drive. Tell us about the annual food drive and how people can support the food bank through you folks at the co-op this holiday season.
13: Yeah, so this is an exciting campaign that we run in partnership with the food bank as well as with CP Rail and Golden West. Uh, We are selling $10 Goodbye to Hunger food bags at our co-op marketplace food store, um, the bag is filled with non-perishables that are high-need items for our food bank for those in need this holiday season, and it's very easy for people to donate. Basically, you purchase $10 at the cash or tail of a food store. We do all the work. We transport all the food um, to the food bank at the end of the campaign, and, um, yeah, hopefully it's another record year, and we're really excited to make this great for the food bank. This takes them and fills their shelves well into the months of the new year. Well, there certainly is a
1: major need for the food bank to have as many non-perishable food items as possible. And I know, you know, the Moushia Co-op has been doing this for quite some time, but I understand the Moushia District Food Bank caters to families beyond our city limits. So are you expanding to other locations this year?
13: Absolutely. We're always looking to grow our campaigns and uh, we recently have amalgamated with Genesis Co-op, which is located in Avonlea. So we are doing the Goodbye to Hunger campaign in Avonlea this year as well. Um, the food bank is the district, which supports Avonlea, Rolo, Wilcox, and all the surrounding areas of Moose Jaw. So they are touched by this as well and impacted, and there's a need for the food bank. So Avonlea is happy to participate and have the bags at their home centre for sale as well. They're a great community doing big things down there, and Moose Jaw Co-op is very proud to be a big part of their community and making an impact and making their community even more special. So two locations, bags of food are $10
1: a piece. You don't even have to take them with you in your shopping cart. The co-op handles all of that, which is the best part. And I understand, Michaela, this event is, as you mentioned, held in conjunction with the CP holiday train each year. (laughs) And even though the event has gone virtual again this year, can you speak to the importance of that partnership?
13: Well, CP is a great community player in our city, and they are doing always a lot of great things. And, and the Holiday Train is a very special event that CP has always um, contributed to our community. Sadly, when it's not live, it's not quite the same. Uh, virtual is, is fun and it's something, but it's not quite the same as everybody going out in the minus 40 cold to bring their food items and, and see the performers and the Holiday Train itself. So it's a, it's a pretty special partnership. CP is a great company um, doing big things. And they always um, make an impact.
1: Thank you so much, Michaela Turner from the Moose Jaw Co-op. Again today or tomorrow is the final day to purchase that food donation bag at the Moose Jaw or Avonlea Co-op locations. Then tomorrow, all of those pallets of food will be loaded up and delivered, so those who need the food this holiday season can access it. Jason Moore from the Moose Jaw and District Food Bank. This truly is a busy time of year for you folks at the food bank. So remind us who all you cater to. I know it's Moose Jaw and District. So outside the city limits, how far do you reach?
3: Well, we've recently developed uh, a relationship with Caronport, And uh, we also serve uh, clients in smaller communities uh, that are close to Moose Jaw. Um, and uh, it is a very busy time for us, uh, especially as the holidays come around, and people 's budgets get tighter as they 're trying to shop for loved ones. So we do serve a large number of people, not just in Mooya, but uh, the rural communities around Mosya.
1: And with the Goodbye to Hunger food drive returning this holiday season, I understand the Avonlea location of the co-op is also going to be selling these Goodbye to Hunger food bags. Now, this event, uh, Jason, it's been happening for about eight years now. Could you speak to how much this helps out over the holiday season?
3: So with the Goodbye to Hunger campaign, uh, it really bumps up the uh, amount of food that we receive over the holidays um, and helps us keep up with the demand uh, that... Um, we experience, especially over the month of December, uh, as families are looking for um, a little bit extra over the holidays. Uh, I know this year that the Goodbye to Hunger campaign is hoping to set a new record. And last year, I believe that they set a record of 30,000 pounds of food collected. So it will be interesting to see. But with them expanding their um audience to avonlea this will really help us this year and i hope hopefully we'll achieve a a new record
1: well the generosity of the community shows up year after year it's very exciting to watch but i'm sure there's also some nerves that are attached to this jason how does how do the shelves look at the food bank right now what's the stock like
3: so um right now currently we are getting bare uh in our shelves uh with covid uh As many of you know in our community, the Better Together food drive that usually happens around Halloween time hasn't happened for the past two years. And that food drive typically brings in about 50,000 pounds. So that shortage uh, has really um, taken a toll on what we have on the shelves. And uh, we're looking forward to filling those shelves back up.
1: Such an important time of year to do that. I'm wondering if you could speak to this as well. The cost of groceries, I don't think this is a, su- a surprise to anybody, the prices are going up. Has this impacted you folks at all?
3: So as the cost of groceries rises, we are actually noticing um, a rise in the number of people that are using our services. Uh, families who aren't able to afford as much as they could before are now relying on our food bank. And uh, and so it's really important that over the the month of December, that if you can give, uh, please consider doing so. Uh, it'll really go to help a large number of people in our community that are struggling.
1: Could you ballpark that number of how many families you plan to help this holiday season?
3: Over the course of November, over a thousand people in our community. More than a third of those are children. We've even noticed a greater increase than we expected in new signups.
1: Jason, how does it feel to see the support from the community year after year. I know you mentioned last year was a record-breaking amount of donations with this campaign, and it seems like we, we continue to give even though times are tough. How does that feel?
3: Living in this community for only a year, um, I am blown away by the generosity of our citizens in Mooshjaw. Um, every year I expect uh, that we won't see a huge increase, and every year... Uh, Musha blows our minds with yet another record-breaking fundraiser, and so it's just a blessing.
1: Thanks to Jason Moore from the Moose and District Food Bank. Talking CP Rail Holiday Train. The virtual show coming up on Saturday, 7 o'clock with Stephen Page. The Odds, the Strumbellas, Sierra Noble, the Trues, among others. And tomorrow is the final day to participate in this Goodbye to Hunger Food Drive campaign with your $10 donation at the Moose Co-op or the Avonlea Co-op Food Store. Um, That's all you need to do. You drop the $10 donation, they take care of the rest. We'll take a quick timeout and be right back. It's the Heartland at Noon on CHAV.
11: Localjobshop.ca Full-time, part-time, days, evenings. Factory, retail, professional. Looking for a job that fits your schedule and skills? The right local job and the right local employees. Right here, right now. LocalJobShop.ca
0: The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store knows that you enjoy nights of cards, games, and laughter. You gather with neighbors, family, and friends for eggnog lattes, cold beer, or a glass
13: of Pinot Noir. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store is for the host, for the guest, for you. Stocked for the holiday season with competitive pricing, specials, and giveaways.
1: Plus, every Mooshjah Co-op liquor store purchase earns you equity and cash-back membership
8: benefits. Become a Mooshjah Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. Help make miracles happen.
0: Kinsman Telemiracle 46 returns March 5th and 6th, 2022.
6: That may be a few months away, but you can donate to Telemiracle anytime.
0: Your support helps the Kinsman Foundation to provide gifts to the people of Saskatchewan who require mobility equipment or medical travel to improve their quality of life.
1: Visit telemiracle.com
0: and support the Kinsman Foundation, helping people every day. Kidsmen Tell a Miracle, Saskatchewan's charity.
11: There's no place like home for the holiday season. With Christmas just around the corner, thoughts of trees, decorations, and spending time with family and friends is on everyone's mind. This is Tim McLeod, your MLA from Moose Jaw North, wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
10: This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB.
1: We're back to wrap up the show. I'm Tegan Whitco. That does it for the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Still on the way today, Rusty Dean is in later this afternoon. Before then, we'll check out that one o'clock farm show. And Rob Carney is back on the morning show tomorrow, giving you a chance to spread some joy with a pay it forward style contest along with the Moose Warriors Crush Can Retail Store. We'll wrap up the show with the best of Carney's comments next
12: attention cattle producers this Friday, December 17th at 10 a.m. at Mancota Stockman's Ray Company's All Class Sale. All our sales are broadcast on dbauction.com. Updates on our Facebook page. Mancota Stockman's wish to thank all our customers for all their support this past year. Best wishes in 2022. Our sales schedule will be posted in January, December 17th. And all Class Sale of Cattle Selling at 10 a.m. Call 306 478
8: Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds!
0: Gina Jewelry has a great selection of jewelry for everyone and every occasion, including custom made pieces. Plus, they can fix and maintain your jewelry. They will even buy your old gold.
8: Gina Jewelry International, 240 High Street West.
6: Then it's all just
4: a little bit of history repeating.
0: Time now for the best of Carney's comments.
10: You know, I've met many people who believe my job is easy. Let me tell you, it's not. I've got to be sharp each and every day. It can be stressful. And you may be surprised to learn what the most stressful part of the day is. It's the final half hour of the CHAB Morning Show as we prepare to celebrate on the Evans Florist Birthday and Anniversary Show. It's a popular piece of local radio where you and yours get a chance to hear your names on the radio and a shot at winning a beautiful bouquet. Tracy Moody and I must check a number of sources, including the submissions in the announcements section on Discover Moose Jaw, emails, Facebook Messenger, the Moose Jaw RVM Marine text line, and, of course, the telephone. And, you know, if we miss one, and we do once in a while, some people get really angry. I've been berated a number of times over the years, and I take it to heart. I feel the shame of failure. I just had to share that with you. Remember, I'm only human, and sometimes I fail to adhere to the standards you expect. Thank goodness I'm not a surgeon. I'm Rob Kearney.